0: Nyata, hello. It's Alison here from a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. And this is our reflection for Back to School Sunday, a week when our families gather with their young people and we bless them for a new year at school. So let's begin. Over the last two years, our world has been turned upside down. We used to meet inside the building for church, but last week we were on Zoom. And this week here we are, worshipping in the garden. We used to leave the house for school and for work. But during the many months of lockdown, most of us learned to study and to work from home. We used to gather in big groups and go to crowded places without a thought. These days we don't do this or we make such decisions very carefully. We used to see the whole of people's faces. These days we see a lot of masks, and we've learned to look for smiles by looking in people's eyes. We used to barely notice when someone coughed or sneezed. These days, these sounds can make us twitchy. Now our new year is unfolding. We're heading back to school and work, and we don't know what the future holds. What will happen if our teachers and our colleagues get sick? Will our family and friends be okay? Will we? Will there be a new variant of concern? Will COVID tests actually be available? Will there be more disruptions, more days at home? When will it all be over? Well, I'm afraid I can't answer these questions. But I can tell you a story. And it goes like this. Once upon a time long, long ago, God's people were suffering. Their country had been invaded not once, but multiple times. The place where they used to worship God was destroyed. So too their places of learning and their usual work. Countless people died, and the invaders gathered up thousands of survivors and marched them to another country, far, far away from family, friends and home. There were no mobiles, no phone calls, no promises. Just the aching sadness of not being able to see Grandma or worship in the temple or gather in the places and the ways that they used to. There was just the fear that comes when nobody knows what the future holds and the world has been turned upside down. To these fearful and suffering people, God didn't give false hope. God didn't promise that they'd wake up one day and find everything was back to normal. Instead, he gave them the weeping prophet, a man named Jeremiah. And this is how Jeremiah describes being called by God. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I fashioned you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, I consecrated you, a prophet to the nations. I made you. Well, then I said, "Oh, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak, for I'm just a boy. But the Lord said to me, don't say I'm just a boy, for wherever I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Don't be afraid of them. For I am with you to save you, said the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. Look, today I have appointed you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. that's from Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 10. Now Jeremiah goes on to do this work of plucking up and pulling down, destroying and overthrowing, building and planting, through the words given him by God. He speaks of visions and conversations with God. He describes invasion in graphic yet fractured detail. He laments, he weeps and wails at what is happening. He names all the ways the people and the nation have ruptured Shalom, and he shakes with God's grief at this rupture. And from time to time, he offers shards of consolation and hope, words of God's tenderness, images of a world rebuilt, glimpses of a future shaped not by death, but life. But it's not a neat, tidy story with beginning, middle and happily ever after. Instead, it's a confused and confusing book. The repetitions, reversals and shocking descriptions of trauma. Like the events it describes, it's a chaotic mess. It's a book for a suffering people. But one thing, runs through this mess. And this is God's word. Because even though he's just a boy, even though he thinks he doesn't know how to do what God wants, God tells Jeremiah not to be afraid. And then God puts words in Jeremiah's mouth. And those words enable him to do God's work through confusion and chaos, through all the times when nobody knows what the future holds. And the world has been turned upside down. Now, Jeremiah is not the only one who has received the gift of God's words. Whether our lives are confusion and chaos or whether they're marked by contentment and calm, every one of us has words from Scripture rattling around in us, words which, like Jeremiah's words, can pluck up and pull down, destroy and overthrow, build and plant. Every one of us has images and verses and fragments from the Bible which feel like a hug, or which encourage us, or which shift our focus or get through our defences and eventually turn our lives around. And so I wonder, As you prepare for this new year, as you count face masks and worries, as you wonder where your lunchbox is and what the future holds, what God words are bubbling up inside you? What biblical images and stories encourage you or provide a map for you? What phrases from the Bible? What psalms, songs and prayers Comfort, challenge or console you In this world turned upside down What phrases from the Bible What psalms, songs and prayers Comfort, challenge or console you In this world turned upside down Thanks be to God for the gift of God's Word. That's all for today, but there's always more to read on our website. That's sanctuarybaptist.org Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal and you can find the details for this on the website. This recording was made on the lands of the Eastern Mar Nation, where rain has been only a whisper and the sand soil is dry as dust. The peace of the land be with us all, and let us pray for rain. Amen.